Is it just me or does every single day as a creator look a little bit different? It's honestly a part of the job that can be fun and exciting because no two days are ever the same. Some days you're out shooting content all day, others you're spending hours on the computer, you're editing, answering emails, and some days you're honestly doing a chaotic mix of all of this. Not to mention the unpredictability of brand deals and events makes some weeks a lot busier than others. And to be honest, this can make it hard to schedule out your days to make the most of your time and figure out what you need to actually prioritize. As someone who is highly organized, I've created systems that help me manage my tasks, plan out content for my socials, and still allow me to have a personal life outside of work and creating content. But no matter how organized you think you are, there are always ways that we can be better at managing our time and staying motivated to get everything done. So what are some productivity tips that we can all be implementing to be more successful creators? I'm Kristen Busquet and I've been a full-time creator for over three years and I've brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Today, I have one of my good friends back, Emma Cortez. She is a Seattle-based fashion and lifestyle creator who has five years of experience monetizing her social media presence. As the host of her podcast, Creative Edition, she aims to help inspire other creators to discover, grow, and own their brands. She shares valuable tips and lessons that she's learned as she's navigated the influencer world, covering topics like how to recognize your value as a creator and how to manage burnout. With her experience, she's super knowledgeable about how to be productive and how to work smarter, not harder. She breaks down what her day looks like and how she manages to stay motivated to get everything done. Today, we're diving into how you can set up your days for success as a creator and sharing some of the ways that you can work more efficiently. We're giving you the scoop on all things productivity, planning, and organization. This, my biz BFF, is Social Scoop. When I first started Social Scoop, I won't lie, I had no experience professionally producing a podcast. And the cost of hiring a professional to produce it for me was something that always stopped me from starting in the first place. I was at a virtual seminar in early 2021 when I learned about Riverside FM, where you could easily record podcasts and videos in studio quality. Fast forward, and I've been a Riverside user now for almost two years, and now that they've introduced AI tools like video transcription, I'm literally never leaving them. Click on the link in the show notes and use code SCOOP for 20% off any individual plan so that you can spend more time being creative and less time on poor quality and tech issues. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 97 of Social Scoop. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here. If you're not in our newsletter that came out this morning, you missed that we got a brand new foster dog in our house. Her name is Clover. She's an eight-week-old puppy, and I have just been calling her Potato because she looks more like a potato than a clover personally. So if you're not in the newsletter, you've got to join us there because every week I share a foster or shelter dog of the week. So there's puppies every week and I don't know what else you could possibly want. This week, Instagram is working on adding quiz games to live videos. So when you head to the live tab, you would basically be met with a button that says quiz, which at this point, we're kind of just assuming allows you to basically quiz your audience during lives. It is something that we just heard about. So I don't really have a ton of details on what exactly this is going to look like. But as someone who has really started to enjoy doing lives more and more, I'm actually really excited for this. Instagram is also working on a Reels feature called Sequence. So it used to be part of Remix, but it's now its own feature. I will say personally, I have just not used Remix at all. 
like I haven't found one use for it for me personally. But with sequence, it does let you add clips to the end of a published reel. So you'll be able to trim the original reel first, you can skip right to recording or upload your own clips. And you can choose whether or not you would like to allow people to quote, sequence your content in your account settings. This to me feels like another one of those Instagram features where they're just trying to like find something that can compete with things that TikTok does. But I don't think anyone on Instagram is really interested in using them. I don't know. I could be wrong. You let me know if you've used Remix before because I have not. (laughs) Instagram keeps working on a new feature that they're calling Weekly Stride. It basically will help keep track of how many weeks in a row that you go live to work towards a personal record. I don't know what the point of this is other than you just like, I guess, feeling more motivated to go live. But whenever I see things like this, what it kind of says to me in my head is like, yeah, the feature is kind of useless. But for whatever reason, Instagram wants you going live more. Are they going to reward people who go live? And so those are the way that that's the way that I kind of like interpret that piece of news. So I'm definitely going to be trying to go live a little bit more in the next few weeks and see where that gets me. I will definitely say that for TikTok, it's a huge part of my business there. So I'll try it Instagram. I will try it. TikTok is testing out a generative response AI tool. It's called Taco. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, T-A-K-O, but I like calling it Taco, so we're going to call it Taco. Right now, it's actually being only tested uh, by select users in the Philippines, but it's basically powered by this third-party chat assistant, and it's less about providing the answer to a question like something like ChatGPT would but it's more about finding relevant TikTok content matches for your question. So for example, if you were like, what needs to be in my influencer contract, it would generate a response of different TikTok videos that it thinks would be a good fit to answer that question. As of right now, there aren't any current plans beyond these early tests. And with the potential ban, we don't know if we're going to see this in the US anytime soon. Right now, I think you could just continue to use the search bar as you're probably already using it. But I actually think this could be really, really awesome, especially for people who are looking to get their content recommended and get new eyes on their content more frequently. I would love to see this in the US. If you're ever struggling with tasks and getting things done and all the chaos that is running a creator business, you're going to love the rest of this episode. And I also want to let you know that very soon, Emma and I are actually releasing a series of both of our podcasts where it'll be a little combo. You guys can listen to different episodes on both of our shows. And it will be a great series to help you think of more content ideas and really nail down your content strategy. So keep an eye out for that. Get used to hearing Emma today because you're going to hear more of her on Social Scoop and more of me on her podcast coming up very soon. So I hope you guys love the rest of this episode and I'll see you soon. There are so many tasks that we have as creators and sometimes I find myself about my own work, realizing like, how am I getting all of this stuff done? And I always look at other creators and wonder how they're getting things done. And Emma, for me, is one of those creators. So I'm excited for you guys to hear a little bit more about how she prioritizes tasks and sets her day up for success as a creator. So Emma, thanks for being here again. I know. I'm so excited to come back and chat with you today. I feel like getting all the stuff you want done as a creator I feel like it's like a daily challenge. And so I am really excited to dive in and talk about prioritizing tasks. 
Yeah, I think it's funny, like, as someone who's a type A person, this is the stuff that just, like, gets me so excited. (laughs) I I get it. No, because it's funny. It's like when I talk to other creators, whether they're freelancers or PR, you know, partners, I'm literally, I'm always like, how do you stay organized? Like, what what do you use? And so it's just fun to hear how other people run run and organize their business. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So let's kind of start off by by first talking about what does your typical day-to-day look like? And I know this is kind of a tough question because every day obviously is very different, but on a, on a normal day, what does your typical day-to-day look like? Yeah. So I am a very big morning routine person. I didn't know some people cringe when I say morning <laughs> routine. And then some people are like, yes, morning routine. Um, so for me personally, because I transitioned from working six years in corporate America to, you know, working a freelance full-time creative career, it was really important for me to just make sure I had a foundation and I had a way to start my day every day and where there was like no surprises. And so morning routine for me, it doesn't mean that I'm waking up the same time every day. Like that's not what that means for me. It means I give myself space and time in the morning and space and time in the morning for me looks like eating breakfast. Um, Sometimes it's a bagel and an egg. It's walking my dog and then giving myself time to journal just to make sure I give myself Mm. that time. And then I look at my priority list, my to-do list for the day, and I get my day started. So this is, it it just depends what I'm working on each day, but I always have my morning routine. I'll always do some sort of workout. And sometimes it's a 15 minute yoga video at home. Sometimes I go to the gym. Sometimes I go for a 10 or 20 minute run, like just some intention to move my body. Yeah. And then I always end the day with walking my dog again, a little bit of movement, but because I need to break up my day because I realized mm. when I was working from home, it's easy to just like keep working, yeah. keep plowing through and you like need like an end and, and, and like a, an end mark for me personally. Right. So I was like, okay, so I'll end with walking my dog. So that's like a general overview, like things I like to do during the day. And then it really just depends. Sometimes I'm really focused on podcasts. Sometimes I'm really focused on outlining content for the month. And so, yeah, that's kind of how at least like a typical yeah. day, what it would, what it'll include. Right. Like the structure. Yeah. It's interesting. I've been, I always thought I was like a good morning routine person. And then I started watching videos of morning routines and I was like, I don't think I actually do have like a morning routine that I stick by every day. So it's something that I personally have been trying to implement because it's, it's true. Like it's nice to have a little bit of structure and you know, like what you do every day. Um, for me, some days I get up early so that I can like read a little bit of a book or journal, have like a, a tea or whatever, and then I'll jump into my work. But a lot of days I wake up, take the dogs out and end up on the computer. And I'm trying to break that habit because then I end up working from like the moment that I sit down until maybe I'll break for lunch. And then at the end of the day, I'm just like, okay, wow, I finally just got everything done. Like now I can go do all like journal or, uh, you know, read a book. But also by that point, my brain is like such mush (laughs) that I have like no interest in in doing anything, but just like doing nothing. So I think putting those tasks for me at the beginning of the day also make a lot more sense. It's just about trying to find ways to stick to it. For sure. And I was going to say like, 
I feel like I had a lot of practice, like figuring out my morning routine and like what I wanted. Walking my dog just came naturally because when I used to work my nine to five, like he would be home for eight hours. So I was like, I have to walk the buddy. Like he's literally going to like lose it. And so um, (laughs) it does take some like trial and error and like figuring out like what that cadence looks like for you. And again, if you're not a morning person, maybe you don't have a morning routine. Maybe you do like an evening routine. But for me, I have the most energy in the morning. And yeah. so I, I I, realize that I have to also prioritize myself alongside with work, right? When I get my day started. Yeah, that's the tough part. That's the tough part. So I would love for you to kind of explain all of the like avenues of your business. Obviously, again, like every day is a little bit different of what you're doing. But over the week, you're working on like the, the same avenues of like, you know, how you're monetizing or how you're building your business. So what are those? And then I'm curious, yeah. we can kind of talk about like how you decide throughout the day, like, okay, am I going to work on the podcast today? Or am I working on this today? Um, so kind of break that down for us. For sure. So I'll talk about like, like before getting pregnant and then yeah, while being pregnant true. because it's, <laughs> my work has changed a little bit. And so I will say like with Emma's edition, with the creative edition podcast. So my big platforms are the podcast, Instagram, TikTok, my blog, which I still create content about. And then I have additional channels that I'm not as frequent on, but yeah. I still have like those channels up. So Pinterest, my email newsletter, which my VA really manages, like I barely touch it, but she she sends it out on a weekly basis. Amazing. And then Twitter. And so that's like a lot of channels. And for a while, I tried to do everything when I realized I was like, this is too much. And so really, I think about when I start the year, like what are my priority channels? And for the last few years now, I would say it would be Instagram, my podcast, like I would say those are probably the main two. And then TikTok is obviously like a rising platform and continues to be a priority. So for me, how I make money, I primarily work with brands um, through Instagram and TikTok campaigns. This year, it's one of my priorities to start bringing on podcast advertisers. And so that's something I am actively working on. I was literally sending podcast pitch emails like right before we hopped on to this. <laughs> and then secondary, I also make money through courses. I'm like less pushing my courses, but I just have them up and available. And if yeah. people want to purchase the courses, they're up out there already developed. Um, so yeah, those are kind of my two main ways. And then how I basically like dictate like what my schedule looks like, right? If there's brand campaigns, I would say that really dictates my schedule because brand partnerships are time intensive. You go through a whole process and a cycle of negotiating, contracting, creating the content, revisions, publication, reporting. And then um, also, right, like the content that I'm producing. So I look at my content strategy and content plan, and that dictates my schedule. It's what content am I creating or repurposing this month? What mm-hmm. does this look like for the podcast? What does this look like for Instagram, for TikTok? And then how can I also repurpose this content with the email newsletter, with Pinterest? And so it's like, it's income driven. So where it's like, okay, I'm making money through brands. So obviously that creates my my schedule. And mm-hmm. then it's 
content plan driven where it's like, okay, what am I talking about this month and this season? So I feel like that's a lot of information. So let me know if you want to dive into any specific avenue. I was like, wow, I said a lot of words in like (laughs) three minutes. (laughs) But it was all helpful. It was all helpful to kind of like see the full picture. I think we need to hear it all. Um, You did mention something that I I think I would like to dive a little bit deeper in because I do get a lot of questions about this. Um, When you say like, okay, you know, I'm planning out my content for the month or how, however that's going to look. How do you plan content? What does that whole process look like for you? Yeah, I was going to say, so many years of trial and error and some, Mm. so I always want to preface like, just because this is how I've evolved to do it doesn't mean this is like the only way. What I like to do typically, and I started doing this while I was in grad school because I was balancing homework projects. <laughs> I was still working and I was trying to work on my blog stuff. And I was like, oh my God, like how am I supposed to create content? So the end of each month, at the beginning of the new month, I literally will just brainstorm content I want to talk about. So for instance, we, you know, or the spring season tulip season is coming up. It's cherry blossom season. So it's like, oh, okay. Like I know this time right now, like all the flowers are blooming Mm -hmm. and this is like content that I want to create content about on TikTok, on Instagram, on my blog. And so for me, it's like, I look at the dates and I look at what's in season, like what's coming up. And then I start to like brainstorm and capture that content on the flip end. Right. I feel like I almost do this for like the big channels, Instagram, TikTok, podcast, blog. I'll mm-hmm. look at my blog and I'll look at the podcast and I'll be like, okay, so like what topics have I not talked about yet that performed really well last year? Like maybe I talk about yeah. some sort of spring cleaning content for your personal pages. Maybe I talk about prioritizing content or uh, getting organized. Like what does spring cleaning look like for creators and for creatives? And so um, I really do that at the beginning of the month. And then the rest of the month, I'm just pulling from that list. And I'm executing the content. Okay. So it's so mostly hope, like a list. Yeah. I would say it's very much so like list making. And then because I feel like one thing we run into as creatives is like we'll get to the second or third week of the month and you're like tired because you, you've been, you've been yeah. going, you've been working stuff. And you're like, what the heck do I even talk about? And so for me, it's like I just referenced the list. And I was like, oh, I haven't talked about yeah. this yet. This is like really helpful. So it's just like setting yourself up for success. And so when I say I plan out or I think about like a full month's worth of content, that doesn't mean I have every piece of content written. Like ready. Yeah. Yeah. It it literally means like here's the ideas I want to execute on. And then that way when it comes time, like it's like, okay, I'm just going to pull from this list. I know I've already shot content from last spring and, you know, I can get ahead about, you know, with cherry blossoms and tulip season. Um, And then here's like kind of the new content I want to talk about and write about. And so hopefully, did that make sense? I hope I get a lot of words. (laughs) No, it made total sense. It made total sense. When you are thinking of ideas, so you said like one thing that you do is you pull from like maybe things that performed well last year that you haven't talked about yet. is there any other place that you go to when you're like, I really have, I've got nothing? Like, yeah, though no, it's great because again, like when you are starting to like brainstorm content and like prioritize like where you put your energy, 
and you run into those creative blocks, you're like, where do I go? Like, it's not working for me. And that happens. I feel like I cycle through that. So I think like the first place I go to is like Pinterest. Pinterest is such a great platform and tool. And there's like the Pinterest, I forgot what it's called, the search trends. You can literally see what people are searching. Yeah. And I would say like, that's like such a great indicator of like, how to set up like your content strategy. If you're seeing that people are pinning or searching, like what's trending is spring hairstyles or, you you know, like spring dresses or whatever that may be. It's like, oh, okay. Like maybe is this inspiring to me? Could I create something like this? Second place I go to is TikTok because sometimes like, sometimes I just like to see even like trending sounds will inspire me. Like it may not even have to do with fashion or, you know, lifestyle or creative content, but like sometimes just seeing other creators like use a trending sound or do a transition. I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun. I feel like I could, you know, share my take on that. So, um, yeah, those are two platforms. And then lastly, I would say other creators, just like seeing what your favorite creators are doing. Yeah. It's really fun to see what they're doing and like what props they're using or, um, what type of content that they're prioritizing as well. Yeah, it's I think it's interesting because a lot of the times when I have this conversation with creators, I say very similar things, you know, like sometimes it's just about like taking the time to sit down on TikTok for 20 minutes and just scroll and like see what's going on. And it's hard for people because I think that feels very like not productive almost because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I'm just consuming. But I think when you do consume, you learn again what's going on, what are people talking about, what's popular, and then you can get inspired. Like there's no situation where I sit down on TikTok and scroll for 20 minutes and I don't have at least a couple ideas. For sure. For sure. And I was gonna say, like, you can pull inspiration from anywhere. So like podcasts, I'll be listening to different podcast shows about business or fashion history. And it's literally like unrelated to anything I do. But then it's like, oh, I'm really inspired by the story. You know, it'd be fun to share my story in this way or whatever. So I feel like inspiration is all around us, but it's just like a matter of like kind of retraining or like reframing your point of view to be, to, to being open to receiving it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think also prioritizing that time to consume as well. You know, like I do it a lot for books. Like I'll read, you know, business books. And then I think of things, Ooh, this would be really cool. Like my audience would be super interested in in hearing about this, but it's me taking the time to actually sit down and read the book (laughs) to find the information. So I think it would be interesting to kind of even try and schedule that into your calendar. Like for me, what I've been trying to do this year, because I find that I schedule myself with calls with with brands and with creators and all that like all day long that I don't have a lot of time. Like I'm in maintenance mode most of the time. You know, I'm just trying to like do what I need to do to make my money, pay my bills, run my business, but I don't have a lot of time where it's like growth mode where I'm thinking about like okay, what are the things that I want to do next? What can I do right now that's going to like further my business or, you know, be inspired by things, take the time to be inspired by things so I can do something with that. Um, And so I've been trying to take one week off from calls every month so that that week can just be my week to like, look at my business, like take a step back and and say, okay, what are we going to do next month? Like, let's 
actually take the time to intentionally plan and get inspired and brainstorm. Because if I try and do all of that during like my full days of work, I have nothing left to give. <laughs> well, I think it's so important that, and I'm so glad you're sharing that and you're breaking that down, the importance of prioritizing that time. Because right. I was going to say, right, like, I don't know if you've ever heard this. I've always been advised, and this is true, you should never try to write and edit at the same time because it mm. uses different brain functions. Your, your writing brain and then your editing brain, it's literally like, yeah. and then it kind of slows you down. And so I actually say it's the same thing with creating content, right? Maintenance mode of like creating and producing content, that's a different part of your brain right. than it is to take a step back, reflect, ask what it is you want next for your business. And so learning to give yourself that time. Maybe right now it's only one day a month where you go to your favorite coffee shop, you sit down, right? you look at your business, you know, what do I want to do next? What content do I want to create next? Maybe it's literally like one day and then you can move up to a full week or whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's really important to know and understand that like your time as a creator is not just producing. And for a lot of it, we yeah. are producing content and like that's what we do but at the same time in order for you to think about like what's next for your business you have to give yourself space to be the visionary of your own brand right right like and only you can do that right you're the visionary of your own brand and your own business and so make sure you carve out that time yeah yeah like it's difficult to be creative i think 24/7 you know like and and that's interesting too, like thinking about the way that you sit down and, and you have, okay, this is my time to brainstorm my content so that I only have to like dip into that part of my mind once a month, you know, and then you've already got the hard work really done for you. It's just going out and executing. Um, and you're again, kind of almost using like two totally different parts of your brain. Um, so I love that. I think that's an interesting way of looking at things that like maybe people listening can kind of look at what they're doing and and try and figure out like, am I, am I trying to do too many things at once or too many different things at once? And mm -hmm. then maybe finding different ways to prioritize that. Um, but I'm also curious to hear because I, this is the stuff again, that gets me so excited. What are the tools that you use for, for managing all of this? Like your, your calendar, your notes, your ideas, your schedule, yeah. like where do you put all of this? Oh my gosh, I know. And it's, I get this question a lot too. So I know like the year's 2023 and I'm still using a planner, like a physical planner. And people are like, I can't believe you write in this every day. But for, <laughs> so for me, um, I, I still use my planner. I yeah. literally like oh, was so excited to order it last year for it to arrive on time this year. So for me, having a planner and just like writing my to-do list each day, mm -hmm. I think really helps me see. And then when I physically write something, if I've written 10 things down, I'm like, this is like not possible. Like, yeah. okay, I'm I'm overarching. Like if you actually like sit down to write, then you're like, okay, this is too much. What can I move? Yeah. So number one is my planner. Um, that's for kind of my daily task. And then I also write down things I want to personally do, right? Walk my dog, 15 minutes of yoga. Yeah. You know, I don't know, stretch, like whatever that may be. And then I write that with work to make sure because it's like work is not the only thing I'm doing. Like I'm also taking care of myself. Yeah. Um Second thing I do, and I need, I know I need to like transition to Notion at some point, but 
it's just really worked for my sister and I, who's my virtual assistant. We use a lot of the Google tools, which okay. is free. And so yeah. um, I'm coming from a corporate background. And so I did, I did so much work on PowerPoint. And so Google presentation is like one of the main ways we just organize and we'll just create a new slide if there's something we want to chat about. And literally, I this is what I do. Every Monday, I hop on a call with my virtual assistant, who's my sister, Angelica. Okay. We literally will talk about the priorities for the week, Monday through Friday, and we'll write out like what calls, what events are happening Tuesday, mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, whatever. And then we have like an in general section. And again, I probably could use Notion for this or something else. <laughs> but in general, we'll capture everything I want to do in that week. And then we go through the prioritization exercise after I've listed everything out in general. Okay. So sometimes in general, it's uh, I have to include the life stuff right now because there's like a lot going on. But in general, it'll be like finding a pediatrician for the baby, um, finding a doula, which I am like working on right now. Yeah. Um, but it also includes stuff like writing Bellevue's most Instagrammable places, a blog post that I've written that I've just not posted yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it also will write, I'll literally have like pitch these three companies for potential podcast sponsors. And then after I've looked at my week, Monday through Friday, I see the calls that I have, the appointments that I have, where can I actually fit these tasks right. in where I'm not overloaded? So that's kind of my prioritization exercise. It's like, here's the must I have to do on Tuesday through Friday. Here's what I'd like to do in general. And here's where I can put it in if I have time. And like that has really helped me. Just like having a person on, you know, who understands you, understands your team. They don't have to be your little sister. Like they can obviously just be any VA (laughs) who you work with. But um, it's it's been helpful because my sister will literally be like, okay, we have like 10 things on Tuesday. Like that doesn't make any sense. Exactly. And then it's like, okay, you're right. Let's move things out. And then sometimes some of the things I would like to do stay in my in general section and we move them to the next week. But for me, like, and I've learned this as a project manager, sometimes you just have to capture the task for visibility and then you can move those tasks up as other tasks are completed. And so it's, they still live somewhere and we have that slide. And so, yeah, just a little like – I love that. That's how, that's how I do it. Um, it's interesting. I, I feel like what yeah. I do is actually really similar, but just I use like a different system. Um, and actually thinking about as you're saying everything that you do, I'm like, ooh, you would probably really like this. Um, so I use Asana. Asana, it's free. I just use the free version. And essentially – the way that I always look at it, I I didn't love Asana when I first got on there because it just shows like a list of tasks and you can like prioritize things or put dates or things like that. But it just kind of all like looks very overwhelming. So the only way I look at it now is the calendar view of a week. And I absolutely love it. So you can basically put every different task that you want. And I do the same thing. Like if I see, okay, like my list of tasks on Monday is this long and on Friday it's this long, like let's drag some stuff over to Friday. And then also you can color code things too. So like if uh, I could put like pink for the podcast, you know, orange for social media. And so I'll be like, wow, like I have a lot of pink on my calendar this year, like, or this month, uh, this week, whatever. I'm doing a ton of podcast stuff. Like why is there so much podcast stuff going on? Like, am I taking on too much or, you know, I can kind of 
look at it and see it visually. Um, so Asana has been like game changing for me. I was the same way, always used a planner. And then what I found with planners was that it was frustrating for me sometimes when I was out somewhere and didn't have it with me or, you know, like I, I want to have it with me all the time. And so I was like, I'm going to try this Asana thing and see how it goes. And I love it. Like I, I've been using it for the longest I've probably ever used any productivity tool. Because again, as a type A person, I'm just like, let me try every single possibility. I've been using it for a very long time now. I love it. That's great. I was going to say the week view is so helpful. Yes. Because then you actually get to balance the task, right? Where right. you're literally like, oh my gosh, I'm overloading for this day. And yeah. and so, yeah, it just requires some trial and error. I've heard of Asana. I mean, obviously Asana is like one of probably the, the big one. Yeah. productivity tools I hear about. And so one of these days I'll migrate, but until then I'm still on Google, <laughs> the free Google tools. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to check it out. You would love it. Like it, it's, it's so nice when you finish a task, you can check it off and then it goes off the list. And then by the end of the day, you're just like, oh, my, my day is clear. Like everything is done. This is great. Um, so I love that. Um, also, I want to ask you, are there any like productivity hacks or formats that you like to follow? Like there's so many different techniques for productivity. Do you have one that you really like? Yeah. So I will say, I think the biggest thing that's helped me with my productivity has been understanding how my energy flows throughout the day. Mm. And then setting up my day to make sure that I'm getting like where I have the most energy is when I'm doing the hardest task, if that yes. makes sense. So I feel like for me, I have the most energy in the mornings. That's when I'm most productive. Mm -hmm. So that's when I really try to like do a lot of I say the heavy lifting. So yeah. um, at the beginning of each month, if I, you know, I need to like brainstorm content or I need to just outline episodes, right? I will do that the first half of the day. And then the second half of the day where I have less energy, like by two o'clock or even one thirty, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm so tired. Like Same, I can't. and I'm not pregnant. So <laughs> I'm literally like so tired. It's which is funny because before I thought my, in my nine to five, my shift was seven to three thirty, And by that two o'clock, I was literally dying. And so I was like, okay, I have to do the most productive stuff in the first yeah. half of the day when I have energy. Second half of the day, it's more like responding to comments, um, yeah. checking my emails, just like tasks that require less brain energy. Yeah. So my low energy task. And so again, this might look really different. If you get a lot of energy after lunch, like Maybe you flip First it. First of all, maybe, who are you? I know. I'm like, oh my, <laughs> how? I'm like, I know. I'm like <laughs> what are you tired, eating? sleeping. Um, but I know everyone's – but then I also have friends who are like, oh my God, I experienced the most energy at five o'clock in the evening. And I'm like no. – So then, right, you, you, want, you have to like kind of hack that. And so yeah. um, I would say that's the biggest thing, understanding how your energy flows throughout the day. If you aren't sure, like – where your energy is flowing. Sometimes it might just take some time to figure that out. But one thing I also learned like within project managing management and like prioritizing tasks, 
sometimes they, they call, I remember they used to say this at work and I was like, that is like such a weird phrase. The eat the frog method. I don't know if it's you've ever heard. so funny because that was exactly what I was just about to say. That's what I do. And what you were explaining is, is like very similar to that. Like you get up, you do the hard stuff, get it out of the way so that the rest of the day is just like easy peasy. Yeah. So like if that's like, you're not sure about the energy, but it, but you've been like dragging your feet with like tasks that are really hard or time you've just been putting off you've just put it off it's high energy sometimes it's just helpful to do the most complex thing that day and then that way by the time you get to lunch or by the time you get to get to your end of your day it's like okay at least I did it and so yeah for me I have literally like real life example been putting off sending these podcast pitches to advertisers like I literally I did the media kit. I created my Google Sheet document where I researched contacts to pitch. I worked the pitch with my business coach. Like I literally have done everything except send the pitch. <laughs> and so so this morning I was like, I'm going to send these emails. And it's like sending an email. Like some people are right. like, that's easy. But for me, it was more like, oh my God, like I'm sending this pitch. And so yeah. today I was determined. I was like, I'm not even going to post on Instagram. <laughs> this is going to be my number one priority. And I'm so glad I did it. So it's like, yeah. Oh my God, that's been on my to-do list for like two weeks. And it yeah, was time. And you feel yeah. so much better when it's done. Like that's, I'm the same way. And that's why I love that eat the frog method, especially like I, I think about like the annoying tasks that we have to do for business, you know, like doing your taxes or like looking at your income and expenses, like that stuff sucks. It's not fun. It's, you know, like you never want to do it, but it obviously has to get done. So getting up being like, all right, before I even like check my emails today, I'm just going to go through my income and expenses. Let's just get it out of the way. And then you're just like, ah, you know, like you can take like a, a nice breath after that and just be like, it's off of my plate. It's done. And now I can like do stuff that's more enjoyable. For sure. For sure. Yeah. That's, that's when I always bring up, I'm like, just do the hardest thing. And then that way you can focus on other things and then it frees you up to actually work on stuff that you want to work on. Yeah, exactly. And so lastly, I would love to kind of hear from you about motivation. This is another question I feel like I get a lot. It's like, how do you stay so consistent? Like, how are you motivated? all the yeah. time to just be I'm like just... posting and staying consistent on all of these platforms and the podcast and the course, like all of these things. How the heck do you stay motivated? Oh my gosh. And so I will say I'm like any other person. I promise you guys, like I'm not always motivated, <laughs> especially I was before we started with the record button. I was, you know, chatting with you and letting you know, like my first trimester, I have never experienced that type of fatigue in my life. And I was Ugh. like, not motivated. And that's okay, right? So I think for me coming into this year and then coming into like my second trimester being pregnant, I felt like I had a more realistic understanding of like where my energy levels were at. And yeah. so the biggest thing for me was taking a step back and redefining what success means to me and understanding what my goals are for the year. Mm-hmm. So up until this point, the i would say literally for like the last 8 years like my number one priority has been my career like literally it's it's yeah. been my career and so f- now it's like having a baby you know this summer it's not my number one priority anymore and i had to give myself permission to change my goals and redefine what success me- 
means to me. Yeah. And so I will say like this year with my business, it's like, I can't travel as much because <laughs> I'm, I'm pregnant and I'm getting bigger <laughs> as we speak. Um, but what I can do, and one thing I've been wanting to do anyways, has been focus on the podcast. So, yeah. you know, it's like staying motivated. Sometimes it's just like clarifying what you actually want to focus on and being okay and giving yourself permission to say, okay, you know what? Like I have these other platforms, but this year I can't give 10 platforms my everything. Yeah. I'm I'm going to focus on the podcast and maintain Instagram. Like literally that's what I had to say for myself. And so when you redefine and you actually say, here's what success means to me, then you actually like know how to measure yourself to that, right? Yeah. And so this, and again, real life example this quarter, my goal was to just like pitch podcast sponsors. I wanted to line them up for this year. I have not done that. But because I like laid that out, like I still completed my podcast media kit. I still was able to research contacts. I still was able to craft a pitch. Like even though like, you know, I may not have lined up podcast sponsors yet, there's still these incremental things I was able to do and I can still be proud of and be happy with. So yeah, hopefully that was helpful. Yeah. I think (laughs) you bring up a really good point of like when you do have a more realistic kind of prioritized list of of what you want to accomplish or what's important to you, it's almost easier to stay motivated because you're not so overwhelmed. You know, if you know, like my podcast and my Instagram, like those are my main priorities, whatever else gets done, gets done. But like, those are the things that I need to focus on. It's easier for you to stay motivated because you're like, okay, like I can do that. You know, it's Instagram. Like I know what I need to do to get that done. The podcast, like, you know, I've got my list of things. I just need to like, follow that now. And and that's so much more manageable than being like, oh my God, I have 500 platforms and the podcast and then a blog and, you know, and the course and all of these things. And like, it's, you look at all of it in the big picture and you're like, how the heck am I going to get all this done? And then you just want to sit on the couch and do nothing. <laughs> like, and that's how it goes. So I think it makes it more manageable when you do have like that more realistic understanding of like, okay, this is the priorities this is manageable. I can do this. For sure. And getting super clear and like real with yourself, like if you're going through a big life change, Mm. for example, right? Like if you're getting married, if you've been laid off, if you're having a baby, like you need to be reasonable and like give yourself some grace because like, I don't know, you're also like a human, right? Like as much (laughs) as we love our creative businesses and, you know, running our own things, like that is fun. But um, that's what I've learned. I feel like this year, especially I've learned it's okay to redefine your focus and scale yeah. back because what I, what I at least realized recently, I was like, you know what? Like, this is just this year. This doesn't mean that I, I like quit my creative career. Like, right. that's not what I'm saying. Like what I'm saying is here's what's possible right now. And next yeah. year I'll do this or that or whatever. Yeah. Overall, be realistic with yourself, be gentle with yourself, I think are the common themes uh, of our of our chat today. So Emma, thank you so much for being here. This was so fun. I feel like everyone who's listening probably is like, all right, I know what I need to do. Like, I got this. I'm good. So I love that. Um, thank you again for being here. Thank you for having me. 